You're listening to a DM podcast. We are underway. G'day, guys. Welcome to Talking League. We are a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. Tonight, we've got buy, hold, sell, avoid with a couple of my favorite Kiwis. Let's welcome it in. Eddie Durham. Eddie, g'day, mates. G'day, mate. You recovered from your belting from the weekend that I gave you? <laughs> oh, don't get me fucking started on the weekend. <laughs> no way. Nice. Now, Kyle, you've had a huge day, but thanks for joining us as well, man. Uh, all good, guys. Uh, ready to rip in. All right, so we're going to be doing it a little bit differently. Usually we do buy, hold, sell, avoid just on single players and go from Cole to Eddie. But tonight what we'll do, we'll hit the boys with eight different scenarios. I thought it would be a little bit more appropriate, especially as we wind down to the business end. So we'll start off, Eddie. Okay, so the first one, when we've been talking about this for a little while now. So now, the scenario, you can only buy one hooker. Damian Cook versus Reed Marnie. Who's your pick? Oh, as you know, my pick is Red Mahoney. Um, this year, his form has just shit on cooked, to be fair. And I have listened to your podcasts as well. And I heard what you were saying about Cook and Red. You mentioned that Red's uh, average against the top eight teams is only 56. But that's more than fucking cooked overall average against <laughs> everyone this year. Um, I understand Cook's got a pedigree, but. Mahoney's been firing all year, basically. I think he's going to be the top hooker for the run home. Nice. All right, Cole, let's turn it to you. Reed versus Cookie. Who you got? I've got Cookie, man. I've been an owner since round one, like Andy touched on last night. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Corbs touched on it last night. I've been an owner since round one. Yeah. I've been a bit disappointed, but um, now I'm. Uh, I think Cook's going to be the best hooker on the run home. You look at their, their draw. Um, and as the information that you talked about last night, TK, that um, he has been held back for a bit this year and obviously during Origin and that he wasn't training in those times. Uh, but after round 20, uh, yeah, I think that they might let him rip a bit and uh, and uh, I think he's going to be top dog in the house. Nice. All right, moving on. Halves, this is going to be a real interesting question. And this one's probably going to help me a little bit because i got both of these fellas. Sean Johnson and Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Moses obviously has that back injury. Somewhere between three and five weeks, he's going to be out. Now, my scenario for you. Now, we're going to go start with you, Kyle, first. And I want you to keep one, and I want you to punt one. Who are you keeping and who are you punting? Well, I'm keeping Moses uh, for the pure fact that Parramatta are playing some really good footy at the moment, Mm. and he really has started to hurt his straps. Um, He's been scoring really well, and he's one of the – I think he's at the third, the third top average half in the comp, um, uh, and he has scored pretty much better than Sean Johnson all year. Um, uh, yeah, I just think um, with SJ losing that goal kicking because of his um, his uh, supposed knee injury or his leg injury that he's got. Um, there is some points lost there, and also with Trindle there, um, he has lost a, a, some of his kick meters. So there's, you know, there's a few points there that he's going to lose. Um, so um, it, 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 this has been quite a tough one because it is dependent on this Moses injury. Um, I'm hoping he's only out for a week based on some of the stuff that I've heard, uh, and that probably all you guys have heard as well. So yeah, I would um, hold Moses and punt SJ. Nice. In a perfect scenario. All right, Eddie, let's turn to you. Now, your countryman, SJ, 
or Moses? Um, this one is a real problem for me because I have both of them. Yeah. At this point, I'm. Yeah. At this point, I'm leaning towards trading Moses for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I can get a better player because he costs more, so um, it's e- easier to upgrade. Yep. Um, I saw the coach say something about, oh, he, he might be back next week. Um, he didn't he fracture his spine like literally exactly seven days ago? Like, I struggle to believe it. Um, and I saw on that physio report saying when he comes back, it's going to be a pain tolerance thing. Um, Moses has been called a lot of things over the years, and Tuff's <laughs> not actually one of them. <laughs> so Moses, see, Moses comes back in under two or three weeks, and he's got a sore a sore back while playing. Do you think he's actually going to go back to that form where he was scoring high? Because coming back in with a sore back when you're not the toughest bloke on the field, like, it's not exactly a recipe to go to career best form. Um, SJ, I'm not chuffed with holding him either, to be honest. But I can't trade out everyone, and I've got to trade out <laughs> Toho this week as well. Um, he's going to be he's going to be a border he's going to be borderline down. I think the chances of him being high fifties, I think it's gone. Um, so I've just sort of got to survive with him. Hopefully, managing to scrape low fifties and. That'll just be it. Nice. I like it. So, boys, you guys are two differences from two differences. I like it. All right, let's move on. Everyone had at this day, at one point of the season, we all had Jaden Braley and also Connor Watson. I know a lot of people are still hanging on to both of them. So this is a little bit of probably advice for them because I don't think you can have both of them heading into the last few rounds. Now, let's start with you, Eddie. Jaden Braley versus Watson. One of these guys needs to go and one can stay. Who's getting punted? All right, well, I had both of those, and um, so the answer to this is easy for me. Um, I had Watson, and I traded him too early, and I had Braley and traded him too late, so I guess I'm going to say trade Braley. <laughs> nice, nice and quick. Now turning over to DPP too. Yeah, cool. Going to Kyle, what are your thoughts, mate? Braley versus Watson. Yeah, punt Braley, keep Watson. Uh, awesome 18th man, got a really high ceiling. Uh, and he'd be an awesome man to loop in uh, if, if he does go bang. If he doesn't go bang, you don't loop him in. Simple. Cool. All right, moving on. Next one. And it kind of breaks our hearts because these boys have been missing a, a lot of footy, and it's it's for reasons for like HIA, which is never good. Now, RTS, one of our favorite sons, Roger Tuasa Shek, versus the returning Ryan Pappenhausen. My question to you boys are, who's going to average more on the run home? So we've got seven games, so it doesn't matter how many games they play. Who's going to average the most over the last seven games? I'll, talk, I'll turn to you first, Kyle. Who you got? Yeah, uh, I think Pappy's going to average the most, mate. That that uh, HIA that RTS suffered was pretty looked pretty bad, and I don't know what sort of shape um, that he's going to be in when he returns. If he does, um, he might get ruled out just just on a pure fact of seeing how bad that HIA was and the way that he fell. He was just gone, and that's, that's probably one of the worst ones I've seen for a while since Pappy got demolished uh, earlier in the year. Um, I think, yeah, I think Ryan Pappenhausen is going to average the most. And as soon as he gets back into that fullback role, uh, I'm hoping he does because uh, I've got him in draft and I've had him since round one. So I haven't been able to uh, just had to sit him sitting on the bench. <laughs> um, so no, I think he will. Uh, he'll fit straight back into that storm lineup pretty nicely. And, uh, and I think he's going to average far more than uh, Roger will. 
Do you dare to put a number on it this early, Kyle? Who? Uh, Peppy. Puppy. Uh, what was he? He was about, he's at like 64 average, I think, before he left, wasn't he? 61 yeah. or 64 or something. I reckon he will be high 50s. Nice. All right, Eddie, moving to you. Same question, RTS versus Pappenhausen. Who, do you, who averages more on the run home? And then what is that num- magic number? Uh, I'm going to say Pappy as well. Uh, I think that purely because of the fact that we know there's at least one game where he's coming off the bench. Yeah. Um, it could, there could be more. If, if it ends up being a few games off the bench, then it'll be RTS. But I'm picking that either mm. next week or the week after Pappy will be in the starting lineup. So I think I think RTS will probably average around about 50 and Pappy just a few points higher. Nice. Okay, cool. Moving on, boys. We'll stick with you here. Eddie's go first. Gun centers. It's been the talk of the town. Everyone needs at least one. Some people don't have any. Now, let's talk Matt Burden versus Jesse Ramian. If you could pick one between those two guys, who are you picking, Ed? Well, I've got Matt Burton, and if he's going to actually play centre, then I would definitely prefer to have Raymond. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping, that, I'm hoping that Burton does go back into the halves because who's going to do all the kicking in this combination with Luai and um, what's that utility? Oh, Fire and May. Fire May. Yeah, I mean Tyrone May is not a half asshole. What are they doing picking him? Here? <laughs> So, so maybe there could be a late switch um, coming the weekend, hopefully. But if he's actually centre, then yeah, definitely Ramian. Okay, moving to you, Kyle. Burden versus Ramian. Who you got? I got Jesse Ramian, mate. Um, I think that uh, the Panthers continue to play Burden at centre. Um, he's nowhere near the caliber that Ramian is at centre. Ramian, we've already seen the way he attacks, the way he t- busts tackles, and he gets that early ball uh, a lot of the time, and the, the Sharks know how to use him. I just think that uh, he'll he'll um, be a far better than uh, effective than Burton. Uh, Panthers have got a lot of stars in their back line. Mm. They don't need to rely on um, Matt Burton to score tries, and we know that his little mate Romy likes to cut him out and pass to Brian Toto. So I think that... Um, uh, I think that Jesse Ramian is a far better option uh, if Burton remains in the halves, like uh, in the centre, like uh, Eddie said. Nice. All right, boys, let's move to gun halves. And again, a lot of people can only afford one or the other. Some teams have both. But for tonight's game, we'll play We Want to Buy Just One. And it's DCE versus Jerome Hughes. It's an absolute cracker of a question. But Kyle, you start first, mate. If you could pick one, who would it be and why? <laughs> Yeah, this this one, uh, along with another one that we haven't uh, got to yet, was one of the toughest ones. I sort of pondered this one for for a, for most of the time while I was trying to think of the other answers to other questions. But um, I went Hughes. I uh, I think he's just been really consistent this year. Uh, he scored well against all different teams, not just top eight or bottom eight teams. He's been really consistent. Um, I think. And we've seen it before. DC can let his coaches down on occasions where he might only score something quite low. Mm. You know, he might give you a 30 or a 40. Uh, whereas Jerome Hughes has been um, scoring well all year. Uh, I think he may, he may, sorry, he may have put up a couple of short, small scores. Well, I think DC um, 
Oh, sorry, I think Hughes is your pick there. And there could be a possibility, I'm not sure, that DC could possibly be rested on the run home just after his origin stints. And he didn't get a lot of rest after origin. So I think it could be a possibility he may get rested by Manly somewhere along the run home. Okay, nice. All right, turning to you, Eddie. Same question, the gun half. DCE versus Jerome Hughes. Who are you, who are you finding? Um, they're both definitely going to be the top two halves, mm. but I'll probably slightly lean towards DCE, actually. Okay. Um, thoughts behind that is uh, he, he, he's the man over at Manly in regards to halves play. He gets his hands on everything. He makes a lot of tackles. There's a lot of kicking, and I think Manly is going to storm home, uh, and I don't think he'll get rested much because um, Manly's the sort of team that I think relies on momentum, and they're going to want to go into that top eight with that momentum because Manly, when they're at the top of the game, they look like a sort of grand final team. Mm. I think that, yeah, it's just heavily reliant on that momentum, so I think he'll be pushing hard through the rest of the, se- um, rest of the season. Nice. I love it, boys. I love it. You both made some really, really good points on that one. All right, two to go. Now the next one. Both these guys had cracking games last week. It's Corey Hirohiro Naira and also Ryan Madison. Now, with most people bringing back in Dave Fafita, my question to you is you're only going to have one left over. So, Ed, you start off this time. CHN versus Maddo, who would you keep? Uh, CHN can get fucked. I traded him out for. <laughs> I traded him out for Ponga last week, man. <laughs> uh, but um, moving forward, I do think uh, Madison, who I do have, will probably outscore him. Before that big score, CHN uh, didn't he rock like three straight forties? Yeah. And, um, I think that's the sort of player he is. He, he's going to be a lot of forties and then occasionally have a big attacking game. I doubt he'll get anywhere near as big of a score as he just got. Whereas Madison looks like he's it looks like he's ripping into good form now. He look I don't know if you guys watched the game, but in that paramedic game he looked awesome. Yeah, he did. I think he's gonna get big minutes and I think he's gonna score well. Nice. All right, turning over to you, Kyle. Maddo versus CHN, who you got? Yeah, I've I've got Madison here as well. I think he's gonna be top two edge, him and uh him and David Fafita. I just think he's best to his uh, sorry, he's back to his best footy, uh, like we all know he has in past years. Um, with CHN, I just don't think the Raiders give him enough ball. They don't use him enough in attack. That's why he's getting those low scores because they just sometimes they just don't use him at all and they go the other side. And that's where those low games that he scored, they went left all the time and they didn't use him enough. And you saw on the weekend when they did use him, what he can do. Um, but no, I definitely think that Madison's going to uh, score far better. Um, the Eels know how to use him, and he does create a lot of second-face play with his offloads that he just always seems to get an arm free and get that ball away, And um, where it was just awesome watching him. Every time he got the ball, he was offloading on the weekend. Um, so no, I definitely think Madison uh, uh, over CHN there. Beautiful. All right, last question. Kyle, you're going to lead us off. Now it's a huge question, probably the question of the night. You're going to have to pick one gun mid. This, we'll say this is your last trade and you need a mid. Payne Haas versus Cameron Murray. Two guys in scintillating form. Kick us off, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the question of the night. Uh, I kind of went, I kind of changed my answer a couple of times and then found myself uh, trying to think of the best scenario for who I would pick. And I went Payne Haas. 
I just think he's the top dog at the Broncos and top dog in their pack. Yep. They rely on him to get the momentum and then go forward. He scores points however he wants. Um, he breaks tackles, you know, he scores tries, he gets offload, he gets meters, probably gets some kick meters from time to time too. Um, I just think he's got a far better, uh, a better option. Um, again, like I touched on with um, uh, Matt Burden, the Rabbitohs pack have a really good pack and they they don't have to rely on Cameron Murray to score their their points or get their go forward every set that they have, whereas the Broncos do rely on Payne Haas to do that. Yeah. Um, and I also think with that big load that Cameron Murray was under during Origin and the draw that Souths have coming up, they are surely going to give him a rest somewhere along the line, whereas the Broncos, I can't see them resting Payne Haas. So he's my option there, purely based on those uh, on those uh, opinions that I've just Nice, Kyle. Now, wrap us up, Eddie. Cameron Murray versus Payne Haas. Who are you taking? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to lean towards Haas, who I already have. Um, Actually looking at bringing Murray in this week. The reason I'm going Haas is I think from here, they're probably both going to average about 65 minutes. And I think Haas will will have a slightly higher PPM, which will... um, which will put him ahead. I think Haas will probably average about 65 from here and uh, Murray about 60. Beautiful. I like those two. Well, boys, really appreciate those insights tonight. We'll get you both back again next week and also Shooter, I guess. So haven't seen Shooter for a couple of weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Be great to get his insights as well. But thank you for joining us on the show. Before everyone leaves, Talking League Pod on Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us at Talking League One on Twitter. So join the conversation. But Sunday we'll be back for the wrap-up and we'll see these two boys next week. Boys, have a great fantasy week. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. See ya. Well done, lads.